This is Generation Justice, a multimedia movement that trains youth to harness the power of media for social change. I'm Nicole Beatty. And I'm Yusuf Amr. One of our core values at Generation Justice is action, which can take many forms like working in our community or educating ourselves on these issues that impact our daily lives. Tonight, we talk with several young women who are taking action through environmental work and media justice. First, we speak with members of the Girl Scouts New Mexico Trails to learn about the work they do for our community and our environment. We're also joined by three GJ members who just came back from the Allied Media Conference in Detroit and brought back a wealth of knowledge on topics like media justice, surveillance, and more. As always, we got some sweet tunes and a calendar of events to keep your free time funky. So keep it right here as we start with a song. Here is Now Is The Start by A Fine Frenzy. Girl Scouts are no strangers to taking action, especially when it comes to empowering youth and protecting the environment. That's right, Nicole. For more than a century, the Girl Scouts have used their leadership programs to inspire young women to work in the community, learn financial literacy, and give back to the environment. Vanessa Willer is the program manager for Girl Scouts New Mexico Trails and joins us to talk more about how Girl Scouts helps girls and young women build courage, confidence, and character. Young women like Delaney Heileman and Isabella Rodriguez, two Girl Scouts, who will talk about the Girl Scouts Gold Award. Here is Tamara Kalaki speaking with Vanessa, Delaney, and Isabel. This is Tamara Kalaki with Generation Justice, and I'm joined by Vanessa Wheeler, Program Director of Girl Scouts of New Mexico Trails, Delaney Heilman, and Isabel Rodriguez, who are longtime Girl Scout members. Welcome to Generation Justice. Thank you, Tamara. We're happy that you're having us here. Yeah, thank you. And can I have you all introduce yourselves, starting with Vanessa? Sure. So I'm Vanessa Wheeler, and I am the program manager for Girl Scouts of New Mexico Trails. Um, I think I've worked with Girl Scouts now overall about 10 years now. Um, and so I basically oversee basic programming for girls, and um, I oversee the Bronze Silver Gold Award, and I'm also their travel li liaison for Girl Scouts. I'm Delaney Heilman. I've been a Girl Scout since I was in kindergarten, and I just received my gold award on June 22nd at the Governor's Mansion. I built a garden for Mission Avenue Elementary School in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I'm Isabel Rodriguez, and I am from Santa Fe and work currently working on my gold award project, making an outdoor classroom at Nova Elementary in Santa Fe, and I've been in Girl Scouts for 13 years. That's great. It's great to have you all. Delaney and Isabel, if you could tell us the details of why you joined. I originally joined just because there were multiple troops at the school I was going to, and then I ended up becoming really good friends with a lot of the girls in my troop, and we stayed together through middle school, and then I really set my sights on wanting to get my gold award, and that's what motivated me to stay in Girl Scouting, because my troop ended up disbanding in ninth grade, and so I became a Juliet, and I started working towards my gold award this year, my 12th grade year. 
And a Juliet is an individual Girl Scout. So it's girls who can do Girl Scouting on their own. They don't have to be associated with a troop. I've also been in Girl Scouts for 13 years. I uh, started when I was in kindergarten also. Both my parents have been leaders, so they've been a big push to stay in Scouts. Um, but I've also had the dream of getting gold since I was really little, so that's kept me in it through all the hard times and everything. So That's very beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with me. Vanessa, can you tell us about the Girl Scouts organization? Sure. So um, we're about 100 and something years strong now. Our 100th anniversary was in 2012. Um, so we're still going strong. And we are actually all over the world. Internationally, they're actually referred to as Girl Guides. We are doing a lot of things in Girl Scouts. You know, we're just not about cookies. We're not about crafts. We're teaching girls all types of life skills from entrepreneurship to college preparation, looking at career skills, health and wellness. Um, we do we focus on some anti-bullying programs. We're doing a really big focus right now on getting into our pueblos here in New Mexico. You know, we have our summer camps. We have two camps up in Camp Rancho and up in Cuba, and the other one is Camp Barker, which is an angel fire, so girls can also experience camp. You know, girls can travel nationally, internationally, um, we have a virtual way of being a part of Girl Scouts. Um, so we're doing great things in Girl Scouts. You know, just hearing what these girls are doing within their projects, I think, speaks for itself as to what girls are accomplishing, the leaders that we're building within Girl Scouts and, and our future leaders. That's great. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, thank and you. I really appreciate how you mentioned that the Girl Scouts aren't all about cookies because that's what most people think about but there's so much more there is there is and I mean even with the cookie program it's awesome because you know it is a financial literacy program that's focused so it's teaching girls about you know money skills budgeting um, you know goal setting um, those types of things so you know it's just not putting girls out there just to sell cookies they're learning something from it you know even marketing it, it becomes their own business in a sense so I think it's like the million or billion dollar led girl business in the world so I think that speaks for itself. Definitely. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciate the Girl Scouts for creating those leaders and giving those girls those skills to use in their careers, whatever they decide. Yes. And with the Gold Award, what these girls are working on, I mean, you know, there's a lot that goes into it for these girls and, um, you know, a lot of skill sets that they're learning. And sometimes I think it's skills that they don't know they possess until they start getting into it and, and you know, just finding their true self and, and, and their accomplishments and stuff. So it's great. It's great work. And what is the gold award? So the gold award is the highest honor that a high school girl can earn. And um, a young lady that gets into this, you know, we have a training that she has to go through. It's 80 hours of, of service hours that she puts into her project. Her project does have to be sustainable. And that's one of the key things that these ladies, when they're going to the, into this, they have to think about, well, how is this going to be carried on? Who's going to carry it on for me, even when I'm off at college and what have you? And... You know, with the benefits of the Gold Award, I mean, girls um, are getting scholarship opportunities. If you decide, if a girl decides to go into the military, she can get two ranks higher into the uh, military just by earning her Gold Award. And, you know, we, the girls, we have a great ceremony. We actually celebrated at the governor's mansion and had a great celebration there to award the girls and acknowledge their work. She mentioned that it's 80 hours of community service, and that's the minimum requirement. I stopped counting at 80. I probably got close to 200 to 300 hours of community service for my project. 
So I wanted to address the issues of childhood hunger in New Mexico and food deserts because New Mexico actually leads the nation in childhood hunger. And I realized that uh, elementary age students often lack a lot of agricultural competency. So I decided I wanted to build a garden for Mission Avenue Elementary School. I got about $6,000 worth of donations, including raised beds and fencing. And the teachers will be using lesson plans from New Mexico Ag in the Classroom to teach science standards and common core math and reading standards, so it also functions as an outdoor learning space. Uh, my Gold Award project is an exploratory outdoor classroom at Nova Elementary in Santa Fe, which is the elementary school that I went to. And I've created benches and put interactive murals all over the doors of the courtyard classroom. And we made a bunch of tables for the kids to use. There's a magnetic one and water tables and big work tables for the students to use. And I've set up supply boxes that teachers can take out so they'll have all the materials that they'll need for their lessons. Well, they're similar projects, of course, and they uh, address the issue of kids needing to get outside more, which I think is really important because one of the reasons I chose a garden slash kind of outdoor learning space is kids are, they test better if they spend more time outside, they perform better in the classroom, their attention span is better, it can help with symptoms of ADD and ADHD. So I think both of these projects really address those issues. And NPR recently did an article about how um, school gardens actually promote healthy eating, and kids are something like 70 to 80 percent more likely to eat fresh fruits and vegetables if they actually see how they're grown. It makes me really excited to hear all about that. Why are these program initiatives important, specifically in New Mexico? Well, I feel... Um Given, you know, my experience, I was a Girl Scout myself. Um, I did grow up on the Pueblo um, in Tuzuki, and I was the only Girl Scout in my Pueblo. And to this day, I think I've only known two girls within my Pueblo that are Girl Scouts. You know, seeing that and seeing my experiences as a girl um, growing up made me the the person that I am today. You know, it's giving me my independence. It's giving me this ability to go out and talk with the community. We, we just really need to raise awareness of what we're doing and really make that push and, you know, share these experiences with these girls because I feel like what I got, you know, some girls are missing out on. And so that's why I'm just trying to get out into the community, educate everyone on what we're doing um, to really share the importance of what we're doing and our focuses. Yeah, and for me, Girl Scouting has just given me a great sense of self, and it's helped me really discover who I am. And it's done that within a context of other girls. So you also build a sense of camaraderie, and you build some really strong female friendships, which is, I think, really vital for women, because if you don't have women that you can reach out to, it's much more difficult. Yeah, I, I can totally agree with that. I also think that it just teaches girls lots of skills that they need, leadership skills and skills like learning how to be persistent and never give up and follow your heart and make it through all those rough things that you have to go through. That's probably the biggest thing that you could learn. And I think because of Girl Scouts, I've gotten that. And I think the Gold Award does a good job of that, too, because it's a very intensive process to get this award. And you really have to push yourself and you learn a lot of you gain a lot of tenacity and grit from it. And I think that's one of the biggest things I walked away from with this project was, I mean, there were times where I was sitting in my plot of dirt being like, I don't think I can do this. And then two months later, I'm seeing everything in my garden growing. And so it's an amazing experience to see how much you can push yourself and how far you can get if you do that.
What would you all like people to know about the Girl Scouts that they don't know already? It has changed my life. The Gold Award has changed my life. And I think Girl Scouting really changes the world one woman at a time. And I think that that's how the world is going to change, is one woman at a time. And together, collectively, through the Gold Award projects, through different Take Action projects, we are making the world a better place. We're making New Mexico a better place because we have a, such a unique and diverse state. And I think that Girl Scouts does a great job of addressing all of those unique issues, especially since we're in a minority-majority state. And I also think that it just gives girls a place to be part of something and be a community and find new friends and explore new opportunities that they might not be able to do by themselves. Girl Scouting also is this immediate connection that you have with other women. I'm taking a math class over the summer, and one of the TAs came up to me and she said, I saw you on the news getting your gold award. I got mine in 2012. And we had this immediate connection. We were able to talk about the gold award, the process. And it was this just sense of sisterhood that was immediately there just because of Girl Scouting. And that has happened to me uh, probably 50 times throughout my whole life where you connect with someone just because they had been a Girl Scout. So all the women of the world are united because of Girl Scouting. That's really beautiful that Girl Scouts allows women to make these connections with each other. It really fills my heart. I really appreciate you all sharing that with me. Yeah, I feel Girl Scouts is a safe place for girls. You know, they can come be themselves. And within the Girl Scout law, the end of it says, be a sister to every Girl Scout. And I think that that really encompasses what Girl Scouting is all about. That's great. What has being a Girl Scout taught you about yourselves? It's taught me to be independent. It's taught me to speak my mind, to be persistent. And, um, you know, most of all, I feel like it's it's helped me to be the person I am today. You know, I feel like I am a leader to some of these girls. You know, I am a mentor to them. At the end of the day, if I've made a difference in a girl's life, you know, my day is accomplished and I've done what I've set out to do. I think that women around the world and New Mexico and especially young girls, we face a lot of challenges, you know, with sexual violence and just different issues that really affect women. And Girl Scouting has given me the power to be able to stand up for myself and say, no, not today. I'm going to face these issues and I'm going to take on these challenges and see it all through because growing up and being a teenage girl is really hard. And Girl Scouting has given me the power and the strength to get through all that and know that I'm going to see it through the other side. Uh, my time in Girl Scouts has taught me how to be a problem solver, how to overcome anything that is really put in my way, um, and how to be outgoing and talk to more people and be the social butterfly kind of thing, which I've never really been before. But because of Girl Scouts, I'm able to overcome that and become this amazing person that I wasn't before. How can the community get involved with Girl Scouts and find out more information? So I highly encourage everyone to go to our website, which is nmgirlscouts.org. We have all types of information on there to get registered, you know, register your daughters or to get registered as an adult Girl Scout as well. Um, but yeah, going to our website um, is the perfect and ideal way to get in touch with us. Is there anything else any of you would like to share? I just want to take a minute to thank everybody that has helped me with my project, the Sandia Prep community who has been super supportive, the Gordon Buxbaum family who has been at the garden with me, and everyone else who has either sponsored the garden or hugged me while I've been stressed about the garden. So thank you all, and thank you, New Mexico, for being such a wonderful state. I just wanted to say that 
through Girl Scouts and through this gold project, I think I've become a much stronger person. And I think lots more girls need to get involved and be part of our sisterhood because you can learn so much and meet so many interesting people and lovely women like Vanessa and Delaney and learn how to overcome anything that you're faced with. Yeah, and to any of the girls, Girl Scouts that are in like middle school right now and their troops are maybe starting to disband, like stick it through, be the girl that stays a Girl Scout. You'll have so many opportunities. That's probably one of the hardest phases to be a Girl Scout. Just stick it through and continue being a Girl Scout because you have a lot of opportunities ahead. We're doing so much more in Girl Scouts, many opportunities for our girls in New Mexico. And, you know, I just highly encourage everyone, you know, to take a look at our website or, you know, reach out to us, talk to us, you know. So thank you. We appreciate you having us. Of course. And I really appreciate you all coming here today. And I know it's been a busy week and I'm very excited that I got to hear about the Gold Award and what the Girl Scouts does. It's been really great. And yeah, I really appreciate you all being here. Thank you. Thank you so much. This is Tamara Kalaki with Generation Justice. To know that Girl Scouts is more than just cookie cells. They empower the girls through community engagement and awareness, and that is simply amazing. I find it so breathtaking how much the Girl Scouts want to help the community and how much they do help the community. Thank you, Vanessa, Delaney, and Isabel for sharing with us. Let's dive back into some music with a song. Here is Modern Girl by Slater Kenny. For 18 years, social justice organizers, media makers, educators, artists, and more have gathered for what is now called the Allied Media Conference. The conference provides a space for people to come together and share ideas, skills, and knowledge of how to use their collective mediums for social justice empowerment. This year, Generation Justice had a big presence at the Allied Media Conference. GJ members Christina Rodriguez, Kuwets Palin Mexica, and Kenya Alonso, along with Roberto Rael and George Luna Pena, attended the conference. Christina, Kenya, and Kuwets are here with us to share a bit about their experience. Here's Kateri Zuni to speak with them. Take it away, Kateri. This is Kateri Zuni with Generation Justice, and I'm speaking with GJ members Christina Rodriguez, Kuwets Palin Mexica, and Kenya Alonso. Welcome. Can you introduce yourselves, please? Hi, this is Christina Rodriguez. I'm a second-year fellow here at Generation Justice, and I'm a YES intern here for the summer. And we all just got back from the Allied Media Conference in Detroit, which I'm still super excited from and inspired from. Hi, I'm Kenya Alonzo. I'm a member from Generation Justice and currently a YES intern. Hi, I'm Quetzbalin Mashika. I'm a high school student who has worked with Generation Justice for about a year. I'm also a, a YES intern with these other lovely ladies, and I'm really excited to be back in New Mexico. Awesome. Well, I'm glad that you guys are back, and I'm so excited to hear about the AMC conference. 
First off, can you each just maybe describe what the Allied Media Conference is for us? The Allied Media Conference was an opportunity for us to learn from activists, organizers, educators, policymakers, people from all across the country on their work, whether that's healing work, community organizing, work around surveillance and digital security. It can be anything about reporting, journalism. It's kind of an opportunity to make it what you want from it. There's so many different tracks to choose from. It's hard to pick just one per session. And at that AMC, we also got to go to the Magnet Network Gathering, which is where we get to mingle with all the other great Magnet organizations and really get to get a deeper understanding of media justice by being able to be in that room and have those conversations and um, feel like you're really making a difference and feel connected that all across the country we're doing similar work. And that's really cool. For me, AMC was a great learning opportunity as well as a great way to present myself not only as a Generation Justice member, but as a youth in New Mexico. So it was a really good way to speak for youth in New Mexico about things that we all care about. And I think it was really important to have our voices heard at such a high level. Yeah, as a young person, seeing that it was really like eye-opening because like, in New Mexico, and it feels like we're isolated and just kind of alone in New Mexico. But when you go to that conference and you just see everyone fighting for the same thing, it's like a comforting and amazing feeling. It was an interesting experience for me and Kenya as some of the only young people at certain conferences and at the uh, Media Action Grassroots Network meeting. Because as young people, we're meeting all of these adults who represent other young people. And it's interesting seeing how they're voicing the opinions of young people as an older generation. And it was really eye-opening to see other organizations and what they're doing. Because like Kenya said, we're in a little bubble in New Mexico. So just mm -hmm. seeing people's work on like a national scale was really incredible. Oh, that's really cool. I'm glad that you had that opportunity. You were able to share that space. Speaking of Magnet, can you explain for people who don't know what Magnet is and about the membership assembly? So Magnet is the Media Action Grassroots Network. They're all fighting for media justice, access to the internet, representation in the media, basically just communication rights through social justice, art, media making, whatever that may be, however that manifests. And um, we're the anchor organization for New Mexico for Magnet here at Generation Justice. So getting to go to the members' assembly, you get to meet a lot of the members from other organizations face-to-face -face instead of on a phone call or in an email, which is actually really cool to sit at a table with them. And again, to see that we're all on the same page already so we can really brainstorm and have some cool conversations. And to be around people that really respect the work that we do as young people, as media makers, as doing our work through a social justice lens and them really embracing that and getting to feel like we're the inspiring ones when actually we're inspired by all of them as well. So it's a really cool space for all of us to, to see what media justice looks like and feels like when it's in a room and to remember that that's actually what we're all fighting for. We have a lot in common, even though our organizations vary and are all over the country. So what are some of the things that you learned attending the conferences? Maybe something that stood out the most? There were so many people and so many workshops on surveillance. 
to the point where you have to choose from going to one or another one during the same session. And since those are so intense, the next session you could literally have one where it's like a kid's space. And so it won't be taken too seriously what you do there. And it could be just like a session where you're making pillows out of herbs. So it varies. There's a lot of categories and a lot of choices. Our schedule was packed pretty tight with a lot of surveillance sessions and panels because that's what we were focusing on when going to AMC. Something that I was able to learn while there when we didn't have a session that was already booked. I liked to go to uh, more youth-based sessions just to see what other youth throughout the nation are doing that are working with AMC. Mm -hmm. And that was a lot of things that I learned about other people like me, my own age, who are doing things on a, a completely different part of the country than I am, but we're both doing the same type of work for our communities. And that was really great to see other people my age, and we're both working towards the same thing. So I really made a connection with those people. I've been really passionate about surveillance for a long time, so it's so exciting to to be in the room with people that are connecting digital security, journalism, social justice, civil rights, and and so it was really cool to hear their ideas. I felt like I had kind of known a lot of the policy work and like the history of surveillance, but I wasn't really clear on how people had different perspectives on it, different solutions, different philosophies about how surveillance works. So that was really interesting for me. So I could better articulate how I feel about surveillance and what I want. So I feel like I learned a lot, not to mention the countless data and PowerPoints and graphics and stories that I've heard of personal connections to surveillance, personal connections to, you know, this happened to me in my community, this is going on here. It was really cool to see how all of us, even outside of the surveillance workshops, like relate to technology and how digital organizing is becoming a thing that not only can we consider ourselves journalists, but digital organizers and how movement making is getting more and more powerful on the Internet and inside our phones. And so I think that was pretty powerful for me as well. And what did being at the conference and in that environment teach you about yourself? Since Quetz and I are both really young in that place and we were there and we're introducing ourselves and explaining to people what we did and like why we're doing it and just explaining like how involved we like to get in our community people would be like wow you're amazing or you're inspiring and they'd be like, i wish i was doing such cool things as a kid and that was just like mind-blowing it made me realize that whoa i'm not just like some kid like trying to, I guess, like sit at the adult table. I actually have a place there. Something that I learned about myself that I guess I don't really experience a lot at Generation Justice because Generation Justice does a lot of youth-based work, so I'm surrounded by people my own age and sometimes younger than me, and everyone's very like open and accepting, and it's an environment where everyone's voice needs to be heard and is allowed to be heard. And something that I experienced there that changed me was seeing that other people weren't as used to talking to someone as young as me about really important social issues and like civil rights issues and things that are super important to the community. So it really changed me knowing that outside of this little Generation Justice bubble, I am seen as a young person and I do have a lot to grow and I do have like a lot to learn. 
But I think this reestablished in me that, like what Kenny was saying, we have a right to sit at the adult's table. I think that's important, and I think it's a really good reminder of how important the work that we do here, and particularly the work that youth do here. So thank you. Can we talk about some of the panels that you attended? What were your favorites? One of my favorite sessions was the Harnessing Media and Tech for Liberation, and it established what surveillance is and targeted surveillances, and it had a panel of amazing speakers that I really learned a lot from, and it was really interesting what they were talking about because it was surveillance from a standpoint that I haven't seen before because it was more targeted surveillance. So they were talking about surveillance on Skid Row in Los Angeles and like really targeted surveillance to certain groups of people. So I really, really liked how uh, specific it was because I was learning very specific details about certain communities that are being especially targeted by surveillance. And I really liked that they were talking about that. I actually have two favorite panels. The first one was called Cybersecurity for Activists. And that's one that Quetz and I went to together. And we were just, we were the two youngest in the room again. And it was a very hands-on panel. It started off with just them explaining like encryption, how to protect yourself. During the middle of the workshop, we were told to encrypt a laptop. So we were both given a laptop and we basically learned how to encrypt. And then my second number one favorite was, it was called Deep Space Mind Using Insanity for Survival. And that was a really interesting one. Like the title's long and it sounds kind of scary. But when I went, there was a really down to earth speaker who took the time to explain everything that she talked about. And what I really learned there is that your mind space is yours. And like, if you think anything you do isn't normal, it's normal, most likely. And then she really talked about how to decolonize your own mind and just how to erase like certain ways you do things. I think a lot of the surveillance ones were just so much information that is almost difficult to internalize because it just permeates everything that we do. And so I think those are really cool. We met Matt Mitchell from Crypto Harlem, who was really amazing. He not only had us all download encrypted messaging apps, but he really took the time to explain so much to us in a really useful way that how surveillance permeates our entire lives every day, which is scary. But he also made it sound pretty normal. I mean, it's just the transfer of information and about how, as activists, how we can be tracked, but also how we can protect ourselves, how it's not the end of the world because of that. So he really stood out to us. I also went to another workshop that was called Intersectional Justice and in Media Reporting, which I went into it kind of having an idea of what it was. It ended up being mainly about how to report on sexual violence, which is something that we've done a lot of work here at GJ. So I thought that was pretty interesting on how we're framing stories when it comes to violence against women and women of color. And it's actually really interesting. And they had a whole media guide that I hope to bring back to GJ as well. Another panel that had a deep, profound effect on me was the uh, using the talk as a tool to prevent childhood sexual abuse. And this was run by the Ruth Ellis Center, an organization for LGBTQ youth, and it works specifically with youth who are homeless and foster care youth in order to reform the child welfare system so that 
DHSs will have to go through mandatory training for LGBTQ youth and like specific needs that they have. And as an LGBTQ youth, I never had a comprehensive sex ed in my school. It was very heteronormative and it was very abstinence only. So this was eye-opening for me as a member of the youth community and of the LGBTQ community to actually be taught about comprehensive sex ed and how it can be implemented into schools. So I'm still carrying that knowledge with me, and that's something that I have not learned in school as of yet. So I don't know when I would have been given a class on this. So it was a great opportunity to come here and absorbing all of this knowledge. Cool. I think that's great. And is there anything else that anyone would like to add? I just really love the people I met. Everybody was so nice and so positive and, again, like, so themselves. And just that environment that AMC, like, had and, like, the vibe it gave off. I thrived off it. It was, like, impossible to not take that positivity from the conference and bring it back. Like, I think we're all still feeling it a couple days later. And it was a really great experience, especially for all of us to share. I'm super thankful that I got the privilege of going and that now I'll be able to take it back to Narration Justice and teach people the things that we learned at all of these panels. So thank you to everyone that made that possible for me to go. Thank you guys for taking the time to come and share with us your experience. I'm glad that you learned so much and that you had such an empowering experience. And I'm looking forward to learning more from you now. Thank you. For Generation Justice, this is Kateri Zuni. To hear that the youth from New Mexico had the opportunity to interact and engage with people from varying backgrounds, yet join together on a common platform of media justice is amazing. I know you guys have a wealth of knowledge to bring back to our communities here in New Mexico. It's amazing to hear that you guys were able to interact with people who recognize on a national level and yet still recognize the value of youth voices. I think we're ready for some more tunes. Here is You Must Learn by KRS-One. Yo, Chris, what you doing out of school? Yo, man, they just suspended me, McBoo. Where are they suspended the teacher? Yeah, man, I'm getting so sick of this, man. They teaching us about nothing, man. You know what the bottom line is for black people out here? It's quite simple. You must learn. Well, it's that time of the show. What time is that, Yusuf? Community calendar time. It's been really hot this summer. Nicole, do you know of any cool spots to chill out this summer? Well, one option to cool down is the Go With The Flow event this week. It will be inside. Go With The Flow? What's that? Explorer will be hosting a Go With The Flow event Wednesday, June 29th from 3 to 4 p.m. at the South Valley Library, which is located on 3904 Isleta Boulevard Southwest. Libraries are definitely great places to chill out during the summer. You can go with the flow and enjoy family science activities like levitating balls and learning how airplanes fly and how birds soar. The science of fluid dynamics is a great way to engage natural curiosities and connect to the world. 
For more information, you can contact Explore at 505-877-5170. Then, when your family is finally cooled down, you can also enjoy a nice movie on the Civic Plaza West Stage. I love the movies on the plaza, although I dread the heat. I'm excited that it's warm enough to finally go outside and see a movie. The next screening is the classic adventure, The Never-Ending Story. It's about a boy who needs a friend, but finds a world that needs a hero in the land beyond imagination. You can experience this captivating adventure on Wednesday, June 29th, starting at 8.30 p.m. Some seating is available, or you can bring your own seat. A concession stand is also available, and it's a dog and bike-friendly event. Parking is also available under the Civic Plaza. For more information, please contact the Albuquerque Convention Center at 505-768-4575. I know of another cool spot to chill, especially for all you circus lovers. I love the circus. Yo, me too. The Circle Latino Summer Institute performance is the perfect spot to watch young artists from Circle Latino Institute showcase their talents. Are students performing circus acts? Yes. Youth ages 8 through 13 years old will perform original circus acts inspired by the themes of the house on Mango Street. This includes aerial work, juggling, stilt walking, aerobatics, clowning, live music, and more. Sounds like a blast. Sure does. And you can join the fun at the National Hispanic Cultural Center from June 30th to July 1st. The National Hispanic Culture Center is located on 1701 4th Street Southwest. For more information, you can contact the center at 505-246-2261 or email circlelatinonhcc at gmail.com. If you're not into the circus but prefer the theater, then you can head back downtown for Shakespeare on the plaza. The next performance will be Shakespeare's Much Ado About Nothing, directed by Martin Andrews. It's full of comedic and dramatic suspense and gives us the bantering of Beatrice and Benedict, one of Shakespeare's wittiest, most lovable couple. The show will begin at 7 p.m. on Saturday, July 2nd at the Civic Plaza, located on 401 2nd Street, Northwest. For more information, you can visit NewMexicoShakespeare.org. It sounds like a busy summer with lots of places to cool down. Yes, and there are not only places to cool down, but also heat up that brain of yours with upcoming learning opportunities for the youth. That's right. The Day of Learning is a great way to expand your knowledge in areas around behavioral health, mental health, youth, family, engagement, and much more. The Center of Excellence for Children's Behavioral Health is hosting a Day of Learning on July 8, 2016. This is for protective service and early childhood services, as well as community and care teams. This event will be from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Pyramid Marriott, located on 5151 San Francisco Road, Northeast. For more information, you can contact Suzanne Perlman at 505-827-8018. I think this is a great place to get the proper training on a variety of important topics. I agree. And if you're between the ages of 11 and 14 years old, we have another opportunity for training on international issues at the Model United Nations Camp from UNM Continuing Education. The camp is for students interested in solving world problems. They will represent a country and collaborate with other nations to develop solutions to the refugee crisis in a mini-model UN conference at the end of the week. 
Students will also have fun creating their own Declaration of Human Rights and develop their skills in public speaking, perspective taking, and critical thinking. What an exciting way to gain insight on international subjects. Most definitely. I love learning more about other nations. This will be a great place to do so. Want to know another fun way to cool down this summer? What is it? Eating paletas. Mm, let's go get some. I call dibs on coconut. Okay, that's all for Community Calendar, folks. Now, back to our music. Here is Black Lipstick by Chicano Batman. Her blood was red, but now it's blue. She no longer smiles at you. We have reached the end of tonight's program. We would like to send a big thanks to Vanessa Wheeler, Delaney Heilman, and Isabel Rodriguez from Girl Scouts of New Mexico. And thank you to Christina Rodriguez, Kuetzpalin Mashika, and Kenya Alonzo for sharing all the amazing experiences at this year's Allied Media Conference. Thank you to Kamaraya Umi for engineering this evening's program. Production assistance tonight came from Tamara Kulaki, George Luna Pena, Kateri Zuni, Christina Rodriguez, Polly Dinekla, and Roberta Rial. Stay connected with us. Check out our website, generationjustice.org, where you can listen to all our past radio shows, see music playlists, read our blogs, watch videos, and so much more. Our podcasts are available on iTunes, so be sure to subscribe. We're also active on social media, so be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Tweet, tweet. And Instagram. Generation Justice is funded by the W.K. Kellogg Foundation with additional funding from the McCune Foundation, Kun Alma Health Foundation, and, of course, all of you who have contributed to our project by visiting our website and clicking Donate. Coming up on KUNM is Spoken Word. So stay tuned. I'm your host, Nicole Beatty. And I'm your other host, Yusuf Armour. Join us next Sunday at 7 o'clock. Keep calm and paletas on.